1: Welcome to today's podcast. I really, really enjoyed this chat that I had with the wonderful Georgie Stevenson. She is a total powerhouse. She's young. She's ambitious. She's driven. And it's been such a pleasure to watch her from afar step into her power and really own new spaces in her life. She has a really interesting story that she shares with our community, and she speaks openly and honestly about this stage, this season of her life where she's built this amazing business and she spills a little bit of tea, shares a bit of gossip with us that she hasn't shared anywhere else. I really think you're going to enjoy this conversation with Georgie. She's infectious, she's kind, and she's just such a warm human being, as well as being a total boss babe. So, in the spirit, of having this conversation with Georgie. This episode is brought to you by Naked Harvest Supplements. And once you finish listening to this conversation, I'm sure you're going to want to jump over to their website and check out their range. I've spoken about Naked Harvest Supplements over on my Instagram stories frequently, and it is not Sponsored. I genuinely am a customer of Naked Harvest and a fan of their range of products. Their pre workout, in particular, is part of my daily routine. Now, their Naked Harvest supplements are vegan, gluten free, have no fillers, and no synthetic nasties. The pre workout comes in a range of flavors, including sweet strawberry tropical iced tea, lemon lime, and grape. It's hard to choose a favorite, but I'm going to have to say my two favorites in high rotation at the moment would be the tropical iced tea and also grape. Grape smells like hubba-bubba, and it's just a little kick, a little boost to give you, I guess, a bit of pep into your workout, but it's also a natural mood enhancer as well. And so Naked Harvest have provided a code for the podcast which is Kylie Camps15. I will pop it in the show notes, but you can jump over to the Naked Harvest website or their Instagram account and click through their bio there and if you pop Kylie Camps15 in at the checkout, you will receive 15% off their entire range. I really hope you enjoy my conversation with Georgie Stevenson.
2: Georgie, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really excited to have this chat with you and I appreciate you making the space in your busy day.
3: No, of course, I'm really excited too. I was just telling Kylie off air how much um, I love this angle. I, I don't really talk about the, the, you know, what we're about to talk about too much, so I'm really excited and thank you so much for having me.
2: Oh, my pleasure. It's kind of one of those spaces I feel that can be a bit sticky. Like recently I spoke at a retreat for women in business and it was the first time that I've really publicly spoken a lot about my business and, you know, streams of income and things like that. And it's kind of can feel a bit sticky to step into your power and go, oh, you know what? Here I am. I'm, I'm doing this and this is what I'm doing. So, appreciate you opening up about it.
3: No of course and 100% I think because you know I'm so used to talking about certain topics and I don't go too much into business but I do I am really excited about this conversation it's definitely something that I wish I had before I started Naked Harvest so yeah no I'm excited.
2: Awesome well I know that you have a lot of moving parts in your life you have your own really, really successful podcast, which is called the Rise and Conquer Podcast. So for those listening, make sure you hit subscribe on Georgie's, you'll love it. She creates really thoughtful content. You also have a strong YouTube, you have ebooks, and you work with a few selected brands. But today I wanted to speak with you specifically about being one of the co-founders of Naked Harvest. It's certainly a lot that you're involved with and that you're passionate about which is something that I really connect to when I'm watching your stories and I'm watching what you're up to I connect to that because I feel like I'm quite multi-passionate and we're both living life with real intention and in a way we've kind of both created lives that we love based off our own interests and it's not been I guess that linear pathway And it's certainly a luxury, but it's not luck. And it can be easy to look at someone online and think, oh, they're so lucky, you know, life's just fallen in their favor. And, of course, some things in life do come down to luck. But the majority of success is action, hard work, and growth. It's often putting yourself in uncomfortable positions to grow. And I know that this whole world of supplements opened up for you because you were willing to let go of what you thought was the job that you should have had and in fact a job that you worked really hard to have. So for those listeners who don't know you and your backstory, could you give us a bit of a version, take them back to that time in your life when you were in the middle of working on a career that you thought you should have?
3: Yeah, for sure. So uh, for those who don't know, I went straight from high school and I studied law. And then I got my law degree. I did my PLT. In the midst of this, I had my social media on the side. I called it my little side hustle. It was my side hobby. It was really my passion. Um, And then I was also working in a law firm. I got a clerkship. Um, And then I also got a graduate position. And so I did six years of law study, uh, got all my degree, got admitted uh, to, uh, you know, the admissions to practice law. And then right at the end, I just realized that I wasn't doing really what my heart desired. And I just, it's really funny. I was actually recording a podcast about this the other day, and I kind of explained it in the way of... I I knew that path like for there was a time where I wanted to do it but I knew I didn't want to do it anymore and I wasn't completely clear on what it looked like in regards to leaving that and doing something different but I just knew it was right and so I kind of explain it in the way of there was big there was a bit of fog and so I couldn't see like long term but I just like trusted in myself and I just put one foot in front of the other and so I quit my law job I went off there was a good like a good year period where I just found my feet. Uh, there was a couple of the projects I was doing with my personal brand, including starting the podcast. I had a, um, an ebook that I launched, and then also starting Naked Harvest, which is an all natural supplements company. And we started off just with pre workout, but we do protein and various sorts of stuff. So, Uh, For so long, I thought because I studied for six years, uh, you know, and law is such a a job in society where people look up to you and people like, oh, my God, that's so prestigious. And then I ditched all that and went off to do this like random social media thing. Uh, But I personally love that because it was such a heart-centered move. And at the time, I can guarantee no one really understood but I just knew in my heart I had to do this thing and then now looking back I'm like oh my god imagine if I did not take that huge step I couldn't imagine where I'd be but I am so happy where I am currently
2: it's so inspiring and just listening to you here listening to you tell that story as well it reminds me that there are so many times in life when we do have to make decisions that don't necessarily look like the right one on paper And you have to just go with your gut and trust it. So it's certainly inspiring and very, very brave to do it at such a young age. Um, And you've mentioned Naked Harvest. Now, where did the idea for Naked Harvest come from?
3: Okay. So it's quite funny because I have always been, I've always been a bit of a, you know, health freak. I, that was my social media. It was my health journey. And so I kind of gained a lot of, uh, a big community on social media through before and after photos and going through my health journey. And then you'll see like literally in my very first YouTube videos, you can see me like making my own supplements. Like I would buy certain concentrated ingredients and like make my own pre-workout and I was very into like kind of biohacking but also making sure products came from a place where I knew they were a really good source and you know it had no nasties and crap and that was just because I went through a really bad hormone imbalance uh where I had lots of symptoms I had adult acne I was putting on weight and basically my body wasn't loving it and so it was very important for me when I was getting through this health issue to know exactly uh you know what I was consuming what I was put in my what I was putting in my body and that sort of thing and so I have always I was like that and then also my brother comes in the picture so Cooper and he's a couple years older than me and he's actually a plumber by trade and so he moved to the Gold Coast, I was living in Brisbane. And so he would have these like, you know, two hour uh, car rides back home because he was working in Brisbane. And he would call me and he was really into the self-development and the business space. And we would just like talk and talk and talk. And he knew, uh, you know, my background with health and fitness. And he even said to me one day, he was like, uh, okay, sorry. I'll go into one more story. Sorry if this is dragging out. But basically, no, keep going. Okay, okay. Uh, so basically, I have a personal brand where I do work with brands. And I obviously work with brands and then I tell my community about that. And then if they want, they can go buy that. And I was working for a supplement brand and I was really loving this protein and pre-workout. Like, pushing it hardcore. I was obsessed with it. I was going through kind of like a wedge shed journey here. So I was really into like, you know, gym and supplements. Anyway, long story short is I found out through a friend who has like a manufacturing company that what these companies were saying on the labels weren't actually true and so for example they would say stuff like all natural um no added sugars like all that sort of thing and they found like dextrose which is an unnatural sugar they also were vegan products and they found traces of dairy and so i was just so taken back and so outraged um and i just could not believe these companies could put something on their label and the ingredients just have something different And then also I felt such a responsibility because I had gone and told my community and I knew a lot of people were using these products because of me. And so Mm -hmm. I just, I just could not believe it anyway. So I went on my stories. I told my followers why I weren't using them. And I was like having this big rant to Cooper about it. Long story short, he was like, why don't you start your own supplement company? And I was like, oh, my God, Cooper, that's outrageous. Where would I start? I have no time, blah, blah, blah. And we kind of had a laugh and then we finished our conversation. Anyway, he called me a couple of days later and he basically pitched it to me and he was like, why don't we do this together? You're so passionate about it. Also, Cooper comes from a background where he is uh, dairy and gluten intolerant. So he has lots of food issues where he can't eat certain stuff. So he's much the same Um, with me about making sure where you get your ingredients is like you know sourced well and it's a really good source so he was passionate about that side too and so his kind of thing was like let's do it together uh you know you have the community you have this desire I have the passion too and I can help you with starting it so you know it wasn't so much time and energy and I was like oh my god I, I did not think he was serious and then it kind of got in my head and then we kept having conversations and it was just kind of born from there. It was really weird and organic. Like when he first said it, there were so many things that popped in my head. Like, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of like excited about the idea, but then I pushed it back and I was like, no, like I don't start companies. Like I'm just an influencer. Like who am I to do that? And it just kind of eventuated with definitely his encouragement was a super big deal. Um and then also just having a partner who was also passionate about it and having the, you know, heart-centered beliefs that I had. Yeah, it all just kind of eventuated from there.
2: That's amazing. And I think that one of the best things is Georgie that it really stemmed from you being authentic with your community by going, you know what, I've just found this out and I wanted to share this with you guys. And I'm outraged by this and I take responsibility for sharing this with you because, you know, it would be quite tempting to find that information out and just kind of phase it out on your own and not, I guess, own that. But I always feel like when we're in integrity where we, we get rewarded. So I feel like by you owning it and saying, oh, you know, I made this mistake by representing this brand. It's one of those divine moments where the universe has gone, oh, She's owned it. Let's reward her with this amazing little idea that, you know, her brother's going to bring to her. And then you guys really ran with it. So it's very, very exciting. And once you came up with, I guess, the concept for what it was going to be, what was the very first action that you both took? Mm. If you can remember.
3: Yeah, so... I'm trying to think back, it it just feels so long ago, because Naked Harvest launched nearly a year ago, but then it took us a good, it was over a year in the planning before, so it was a long time ago now, but so at that time, I had a girl working for me, Melissa, And she still works for us now. She's actually our projects and communications manager for my personal brand and Naked Harvest. And so at the start, it was just me and her. We have like a team of like, I think it's eight or 10 now. But at the start, it was just me and her. And she was helping me even part time with my personal brand. So she was in um, the story. And so I basically went to her um, and I was like, look, uh, me and my brother have this idea. I really want to do that I really want to do this. Um, Like, what do you think? And she was like, yep. Let's do it. And so she has a PR and communications degree. So she comes from like a very business degree. And so I remember the first thing we did, which at the time I was like, "Oh, this is stupid." But now looking back, I'm so glad we did it. And I think Mel just like printed something. I don't know if she found it from her degree or online, but it was basically like you know one of those business plans. You can literally find them online, and they just have a bunch of questions that like plans out your business. So we sat down, me, Mel and Cooper, and we kind of like, you know, she'd ask us questions. We would be like, this is what I picture. And it was really stuff like, what are the values of this company? What, um, you know, what is going to make the product different? What, uh, what are you going to offer? And it was like all these little things that really made us so clear on what actually Naked Harvest, um, was and is and so at the time I remember thinking oh this is a bit silly but now looking back getting clear on what you know we are what we offered all that sort of thing was really important and then also a big first step is even at the start where I didn't feel like we had too much to do because you know it was such a small idea we booked in a weekly meeting with Cooper me so Cooper was working full-time as as a plumber too, in his uh, a business that he now works full-time in Naked Harvest. So his old business. And so we booked in a weekly meeting to sit down and talk about this idea. And I think that was a really big step for us to actually like taking action and being like, we're going to meet every single week and we're going to brainstorm and work this out
2: it just makes it more tangible doesn't it rather than just catching up in passing and saying oh we're going to do this we're going to do this it's going okay let's dedicate half an hour an hour whatever it is to actually meeting and bringing it to life and I love what you said about creating that kind of you know that business plan which it almost sounds like it was like a brand you know ethics like your brand ethos to work out what the mission statement was going to be and of course part of that would be coming up with the name Naked Harvest which I love so Mm who who's responsible for that was it a, a joint effort or did someone come up with the name
3: um I probably have to give credit to Mel again in regards so we were like we you know the brand ethos and the brand background is supplements that you know are stripped back so that's where the naked came in we're like stripped back just exactly what you need no fillers no crap and then we really wanted to encompass you know words that meant a lot to us and so I'm not gonna lie Mel just like came to the meeting and she just like had a bunch of words and we went through them and we were like, does this feel good? No. Does this feel good? No. Does this feel good? Yes. Okay. Put it in this column. And then we just <laughs> narrowed it down. So Naked and Harvest, they were actually separated, but we liked both words. And then, uh, you know, someone was like, what about Naked Harvest together? And boom, there's the name. So it was really just like brainstorming what made sense with um, our brain ethos and our mission statement and that sort of thing. And then also making it a bit unique and I think also you know like Naked Harvest it almost sounds a bit trendy and it's a social media business so it had to be a bit trendy and so it all just made sense if that makes sense.
2: (laughs) Completely it sounds like it just clicked and I love that system because sometimes people just get so bogged up in how like I need to think of a name how am I going to think of a name and it's so simple really to just sit and start throwing words down and just see what you connect with and then like you said you came up with that unique pairing which really spoke to you all so that's awesome
3: I think so sorry to interrupt Kylie I think also a big thing with these weekly meetings we kind of gave ourselves these deadlines where we were like all right this meeting we're choosing a name and we're like, that's it. It's certain. And I think when you start something from scratch, it is so easy to waste a lot of time going back and forth, um, on different decisions and things like names and brandings and colors. And we were very like, let's just choose it. Let's make a decision and then move on to the next step because a hundred percent, it's so easy to get bogged down in these like little simple things when in the grand scheme of things, it's not the biggest deal, if that makes sense.
2: Completely. I often say it's better to do something at an eight and get it done than it is to wait and get everything to be a 10 out of 10 and never get it done. So sometimes it is just pulling the trigger and going, yep, that's the decision. Let's move on. A hundred percent. Yeah. I love that. And so once you came up with the name and you created a vision for Naked Harvest, what happened next? Because I take it from what you've mentioned that your brother didn't have experience in the food space so even though you'd been kind of I guess playing with making your own supplements how did you start working out ingredients was it a case of just googling and making a list of things that you wanted in your products
3: Uh, Yeah, so it is quite funny that like we both just have no background in that. And uh, it it was a bit of that. So I actually had a connection in regards to a food manufacturer and they have a food technician. So this person, they have a degree in food science and all that sort of thing. And basically we went to them and we were like, hey, we want to make this product. We want the effects to be this. We want there to be no cracks. Uh, you know the ingredients to be this and we definitely did spend a long time researching obviously I had a lot of knowledge because I was consuming sports supplements for such a long time beforehand so I already kind of knew the formula to be completely honest because it was like one I had made before Um, but then we went to this uh, food tech and they you know they told us about because there's there's obviously food regulations and especially with salt Ah, uh, sports supplements, it's important to make sure you're within the guidelines of you know caffeine and all that sort of stuff. So we had an idea, we had uh, you know different points that we wanted to meet, but then we did kind of let we went to an expert and they you know told us what would work, what wouldn't. And then from there it, we went on to testing and we tested so many versions uh, to do with effects and then also taste is obviously a big thing with a natural product.
2: I bet. It must have felt like you were guinea pigs for a little while there. (laughs)
3: Yeah, it really did.
2: Now, having worked with brands before you launched your own, I imagine that you would have had a certain level of confidence that you could produce sales just based off the fact that, you know, you would work with brands and then you'd work with them again. So that would have given you a little bit of confidence in creating a product and feeling, you know, a certain level of certainty that it would be well-received. But it's still a fair cry from investing your own money, your time, and, of course, your personal brand into this venture. Not to mention you had your brother to consider as well. Did you have any moments, Georgie, of thinking, what am I doing here? And if you did have those moments, how did you overcome them?
3: Yeah. Like ooh, I swear every single day. So like <laughs> the <biggest laughs> all the I, time <laughs> <literally, I swear laughs> them right now, uh, the biggest thing that would pop up was, and I feel like lots of people would be able to resonate with this and it's who am I to do this? So mm-hmm. who am I to start a sports supplement company? Who am I to think, you know, I can just start something and sell it. Who am I to do this? And that just, it, you know, it's imposter syndrome. It rears its head so often. And then I would switch that around and I'd be like, who am I not to do this? I have such a desire and I keep talking about, um, you know, desires and heart center because I strongly believe that whatever you want to call it, God, universe, whoever, we get these desires for a reason and it's not a mistake and we get these ideas and desires because we are meant to like see where they go and play them out. So then I think to myself, you know, who am I to do this? Well, I've got this huge passion for this and I'm really excited. And I've got a community who needs this because they're taking supplements that are full of crap. And I know that firsthand, like, oh my God, who? what if I don't do this? And they keep consuming this stuff that gives them adult acne and all this stuff that I went through. Like, why wouldn't I do this? So I really try and switch the course. Qu- um, question around, and I think it obviously helped so much because we were both so passionate about it, and it came from a personal struggle of mine. And I personally think all the best businesses do like the person has the struggle, has the issue first, wants to fix it, and then it's on a larger scale. So I just kind—I mm-hmm. had to keep coming back to this. I think it's—I guess you'd call it like of service, like. Um, keep coming back to the why we started it and like the who it was for and also taking the pressure off like you mentioned uh, obviously I knew I could make sales in some sort of way but it was also taking the pressure off and being like look if we go online and there's not many sales like That doesn't mean we have failed. We will keep trying. Like if we believe in this product, then we can keep going. Like I really had to kind of strip it back and be like, literally, if we don't sell one pre-workout, it is like, it's not like we're going to die, like, (laughs) and kind of get it back to um, that space and then be like, all right, let's just look at the next, you know, one or two steps. Let's not get overwhelmed and look at that and keep going.
2: So important. And I think what you touched on there is key because when you're going down that slippery slope of building the case for why you can't do something, or that slippery slope of, you know, digging yourself a hole of imposter syndrome, adding all that evidence as to why you're not that person, it's really dangerous and it's it's like a snowball, it just goes downhill and it collects momentum and it you know barrels you over. Whereas if you stop that little snowball while it's little, and turn it around and say, okay, you know what, instead of adding weight to that one, I'm going to add some different weight and I'm going to add some evidence and some self-talk in building myself up and saying, you know what, why not me? These are the reasons why. So I love that. And that's just so powerful and it can be applied to so many different situations
3: in life. Mm, yeah, for sure. I loved the snowball um. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> now, speaking of
2: pushing through, can you share any challenges that you faced throughout the creation process and how did you resolve them?
0: Mm,
3: yeah, we definitely had challenges, obviously both having no idea about starting a business, um, about, you know, I think I remember saying to Cooper midway through, like I really understood why influencers just collabed with the brands and kind of, you know, put their name and face on a product because you don't have to, you don't have to do Do the heavy lifting. Yeah. Like the, even like little stuff, like, sourcing packaging and we were really big on it being eco-friendly so it actually took a long time to get the perfect packaging and to get the perfect um making are making sure we're getting these like eco boxes that fit the packaging and like all these really tiny tiny little details that you just don't think goes into the bigger picture, but there's just like so many little things. Um, I think one of our biggest sort of things was add uh, the actual packaging of our pre-workout, which is a cylinder. Um, I was really set on the cylinder because uh, we did obviously know, you know, it's a social media brand. I wanted it to look a certain way. I wanted it to look pretty. And that was really because I felt like sports supplements have always been quite directed at males. And, you know, like if you In go a into
2: bulky black tub.
3: Yeah. Like if you go yeah. into a uh, sup shot, it's like got like lightning bolts and it's black and it's blue and it's plastic. <laughs> and I'm like, so I, true. Yeah. Like I really wanted to facilitate obviously a good product, but also a packaging that like a girl picked up and she was like, and not necessarily a girl, but someone who's into that, like picks up and goes, this is really pretty. I can have this on my bench. I really, you know, like I wanted the feeling to be there. And so I was really set on cylinders, it being pink, looking this certain way, but also looking a bit sporty and surprise surprise like cylinders to source them um and to get the specific size we needed was so difficult and cost at least four times the amount as like just getting a bag of course it does and especially because we wanted this certain eco-friendly cylinder it that was like that was literally like a four-month process of just trying to source these cylinders and we're going back and forth and Yeah. So that definitely was a thing. And how we got through it is, I I think with an issue, uh, we had to decide, like, there was definitely a point where like, do we just not do cylinders and go to the plastic bag? But because we come, we always come back to our brand values and our mission statement. And if it's something that it's like, no, this is really important to our customers and us, we push through and we find uh, like a, like we find a way. And I think also sometimes it's about leaving the desk or wherever you are, leaving it, putting a pin in it and just going, all right, I need some time. And I'm such a person that I'm like, just like almost surrendering and just going, please give me a sign. Please show me the way this is important. And I know that sounds really weird, but I will just surrender and be like, show me the way. And that's what happened. And we kind of just like, kept going because it was important to us and we eventually like found an amazing manufacturer and it ticked all the boxes and we got through and now we have the most prettiest cylinders (laughs) you really do i have a
2: open butler's pantry and i have all four of the flavors stacked they're really like aesthetically pleasing and I was laughing when you said, you know, you walk into a SUP shop and it's literally lightning bolts and hammers and black. Yeah. And it's super overwhelming if you don't know what you're looking for. So your packaging definitely hits the nail on the head. It, mm-hmm. it really, you did, you did a great job in pushing through. I, um, thank, thank you for sharing that. that. <laughs> now, speaking of sharing, because you are a bit of an open book and you share a lot, it would have been pretty tricky, I imagine, for you to not share the whole process with your community. Um, when you did share what you've been working on for a year, how did your audience react?
3: Um, so this is interesting because well, I'll answer the first question of how they reacted. So my audience reacted super amazing. Like I just have the best community on my socials I have been on social media for over seven years and I really feel like I've built this community who really aligns with my personality and we have the same values and we're in the same we're we're into the same things. so my community was like super happy and I think also because the product it's so me it's so on brand like the way it looks what it was for like it just made a lot of sense so it was really welcomed with open arms which i love um but it's interesting because now looking back i was such a closed book and i did not like i didn't even do like sneak peeks or, or anything and I think what I've realized since having Naked Harvest is audiences actually do a lot better when they're warmed up. So I actually wish I had showed a little bit more in the process so, you know, the community knew how long it, uh, it took and just different asp- aspects, but, you know, you can't change it. So that's fine. But I think it's... Uh, it's interesting in regards to uh, making sure your audience knows your why. And I kind of keep saying that. So we did, it was really important for us to do an IGTV when we, I think it was like a couple of weeks before we launched, just explaining, you know, why me and Cooper had started this company together, why it was really important about creating this product with, you know, making sure it, it was all natural and no nasties and all that sort of thing. And really explaining things and just being very honest and transparent and I feel like because we did that it was received quite well
2: amazing I think that that's key just communicating and like you said there's always going to be things that you look back and go oh perhaps I should have done that differently and shared a little more or whatever it is there's always going to be things that you think you could tweak but it's very exciting that your community was so with you Mm. and on the day that you did launch what was that like for you? Were you nervous? Were you all together when it went live? Did it go smoothly? Were there any dramas?
3: Uh, the launch day was like, oh, my God. It was so surreal. I think because so we kind of announced the brand Naked Harvest and then a couple of weeks later we announced the product and then a couple of weeks later we launched. And so we kind of did the whole hype up give them a date and then launch instead of doing a soft launch, which um, it was like, it was totally fine for us. We actually had no hiccups. We were so prepared. So we, were prepared with boxes already, like, you know, with their filling and the cards and everything like that. And then on launch day, we had my parents there and my husband and all that sort of thing. And so we were so prepared that the launch was so smoothly, but it was just such a surreal feeling. Like we honestly just had, we just didn't know what to expect. Um, so it was really, really warm because, you know, we had so many orders and people were really excited and all that sort of thing. So I don't know, launch days is, it's always something super special. It's always something I'll remember. And it's so funny because when we launched, we literally, um, had everything in Cooper's house and he has this like long open hallway. And we had like, two long plastic tables set up we had this packing system where it was like the cylinder (laughs) all ready to go and the packaging and we had these line of people and it was just like you know like us like winging life like in Cooper's house like obviously doing it all legit but we didn't have enough um you know resources at that point to get a warehouse or anything like that and it's all very different now but to think back to that is really cool
2: Yeah, I bet. All hands on deck, just actually physically packing and shipping your own product. Yeah, that's cool. cool.
3: It's a really cool feeling, actually.
2: And you mentioned now that you have a warehouse.
3: Yes, yes. So So, that's that's a
2: bit of a step from a hallway.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Just a bit. (laughs) Uh, So we got the warehouse... um, I want to say maybe 6 months ago and it kind of it got to the point where Cooper's house was just inundated with cylinders and packing and that was a really big step for us because you know, at that point, uh, going into Naked Harvest, we had done it all by ourselves. We had not got a loan or anything, so it was all our own money. Uh, but we had no debt, which means, you know, if it, if anything was to happen, we would obviously lose a bit of money. But that was it. It wasn't the biggest um, deal. Whereas when you then start to get a space and a warehouse and, you know, there's rent and you're locked in for, you know, three years, things start to get super serious. And that was like, I struggled with that step for a little bit. Cause I was like, what, we need a warehouse so fast. Like, I, yeah, it's like, it was a huge step, but it was definitely a step in the right direction. Amazing.
2: And just on a side note, in terms of taking steps in the right direction, when you do take those steps and you feel like, yep, this is the right move. Are you a celebrator? And the reason I ask is because I am the worst when it comes to celebrating wins. And sometimes, like, I'm so torn with it, Georgie. Sometimes I'm like, oh, well, that's just me. Like, I'm low key. Like, I, you know, I'll launch something and then I'll go and make dinner for the boys and put them to bed and go and read my book and I'm chill with it. And then other times I think, no, I really need to get better at it. So are you a celebrator? Did you do anything special to commemorate the launch or, you know, just how do you, I guess, celebrate that success with your brother?
3: Yes. So it's so funny, Kylie. I'm exactly like you. I'm the worst celebrator. i good. (laughs) I think it's all, I think it comes down to, and I don't, like, I don't want to sound like I'm tooting my own horn, but since finishing high school, I have kind of been a high achiever in regards to like, I'm always doing stuff. Like I did my law degree. And while I was doing that, I was doing my social media and I was getting mitted and getting married and starting this and doing a podcast. Like I am that person who's always doing a million things, which I love. Mm -hmm. It's very stressful, but A hundred percent, I struggle because I'm such a person like, you know, we'll launch and I'll be like, all right, let's look at our goals again or what's the next goal? And it's really bad. And so it's funny you brought this up because it's something I've been really trying to work on. So it, it is kind of better with Naked Harvest. I think I struggle a lot and more with my personal brand. I know me and Mel like to celebrate sometimes, but not as enough as we should. But uh, with Naked Harvest, we have kind of tried to put it in place. And so we have, you know, I think... I can't remember what we did for the launch, but there's been a couple of things like when we launched our tropical pre-workout and then we moved to the warehouse, like we all went out and especially when you have a bit of a team, like you do it more to create that team environment. And so like we went out a couple of times, we've been out drinking or, you know, having a nice dinner or something like that. So we definitely try to do it with Naked Harvest, but there's always room because I think when you're constantly looking ahead and at the next goal, you almost never feel satisfied uh, because you're not like relishing in the, you know, it's this is moment. moment. Yeah, and so it's a hundred percent something I need to get better at, and I'm actually working on. So, yeah. Um, we can
2: work on it together. I'll send you yeah, a like message can... and be like, "Have you celebrated? Please yeah, do." <laughs> <fun. laughs> <fun. laughs> I I will so Naked Harvest uh is it a year old now or is it just shy of being a year
3: uh it is just shy of being so yeah by now it's only like 10 months or something
2: yeah so really close but by now you must have like just a little bit of gossip like a bit of tea (laughs) to spill on the reality of working closely with loved ones because is it right that your lovely husband, Tim, whose bum I saw on stories today. Um, <laughs> Sorry about that. is it? That's okay. It's a nice bum. But is it right that he now works in the business and then you obviously have Cooper and his partner as well. So is it easy to work with them because you all know each other so well and you can speak freely or is it the other end of the stick and does that that habit Of being able to speak freely cause problems like do you need to have any systems in place to protect those relationships
3: yes well to be completely I'll give you a little exclusive (laughs) so go on well (laughs) yes my husband Tim works for Naked Harvest Cooper my brother and then his wife Ash works for Naked Harvest and then also my parents work for Naked Harvest (laughs) Oh my God, it's come full circle for you. That's amazing. We needed, so my parents are actually retired and they have been off on a yacht sailing around the world for the last, you know, five or so years. And then we needed some help with just in regards to like packing and doing the shipments. And mom and dad were like, we want to come back and help you. So it's really funny. There's literally, it's so family run. And even my cousin is the graphic designer. So That's amazing. Congratulations. It's it's ridiculous. And then we do have a couple of, uh, um, you know, people who aren't our family, which is good, but it's definitely hard. I think, I think it's good because like, for example, Cooper, Tim and Ash, we can be so um, upfront and transparent and we can be so authentically us. And like, you know, they, the other person knows that that's how you act and all that sort of thing. It's not like, you know, you don't have to be, it's almost like you don't have to be too careful, but then because you're all so close, it definitely, um, you definitely struggle like to be completely transparent. We've had a bit of a, not an issue, but in the warehouse, you know, it's Cooper, my dad, Tim, and like my dad, previous to retiring, he owned a very successful plumbing business, you know, was the boss for his whole life. And then Cooper was the exact same. And so, you know, we've got these three big men, big men in the warehouse, alpha personality. Yes, That's what it is. And so literally the other day we had to have this meeting (laughs) where I had to be like, look, you three. You gotta work together, <laughs> and, and they're completely like that's very dramatic. There's there's nothing wrong. They all get on so well, but I think it's like just like little things when you're used to being in a very um, dominant role, and a big thing for me. I, so I came from a law firm where it was very like, you know, I was the clerk and you never got heard. You never got to say your opinions or anything cause you were just the clerk. And it was very like corporate ladder. And I hated that because it really makes you feel like you're no one and you don't have a sense of, you know, being a part of something bigger than you and a part of the company. And so for example, with Mel, I treat Mel literally like, she is also a co-owner like she is also just as as much of a part of the business as me and that has worked so well because she then treats it like that and so I'm Mm. super big on treating you know the people that you work with and that work for you very equal and very on the same level and I think um in some other industry that's you know, industries, especially the trainee industries where the boys came from, that's not normal. And so I think they can kind of sometimes get a bit stuck in the, yeah, the alpha and dominant, but you know, we just have to have a conversation and then everyone's all good. And I think a big thing too, when working, uh, and even like not family, but for example, me and Mel are extremely close. Like we have known each other for years and we, you know, at some points are living out of each other's pockets. And I, think it's really important to have open communication so you know when you just go through a bit of a shit week and you're just like not feeling that good um to really kind of be open with talking to the people you're around and being like, Hey, you know, I'm just going through a bit of a shitty time. Or if you have an issue with something being very upfront, because usually if you don't talk to them about it, you start like making this whole big story in your head. But if you just spoke to them about it, they would be like, Oh yeah, like no worries. Or, you know, if that makes sense, I think a big thing is like communication and really treating others how you want to be treated.
2: Completely. Communication and also being vulnerable is so, so powerful. And I love what you said about making sure that people who are on your team have that sense of they matter and they're, they're, you know, part of the contribution because then it will allow them to rise up and take ownership for their role in the team. So that's really, really, really great advice. Thank you for sharing that. And now, Speaking of relationships, how do you and Tim switch off from work mode at the end of the day? Like if you've been at the warehouse or you feel as though you've kind of been in each other's pockets a little bit, how do you then transition into being husband and wife once
3: you're home? So this is difficult. Like I wish I could say we just do it and it's happy days, but it's definitely something that we've had to kind of go back and forth with. It does make it easier because Tim actually works in the warehouse. He's like the warehouse manager, so that's his role. And I actually work from home, so I only go to the warehouse maybe once. (laughs) Yes. So we're actually quite excluded, and he leaves, you know, around eight and gets home in the afternoon. So it actually isn't the biggest thing but I guess for us, it's just really carving out. And I feel like this is really any couple. Um, It's really kind of like carving out time that it's like our time. So just for instance, like we uh, probably three days a week, we go for a beach walk with the dogs. And so during that time, I make sure I don't bring my phone or if I do, you know, it's on silent. And I really make sure I'm present with Tim and we delude. Like, I'm not going to lie. We do definitely talk about work sometimes on those uh walks or whatnot but it's not I don't know like me and Tim he um it's very easy to kind of be light with him and not get to I guess because we're in such different roles in the company like I don't tell him what to do he doesn't tell me what to do it's not like we get into any of that stuff so we'll still talk about the company but it's nothing you know you don't different. get bogged down
2: in the semantics of it all yeah.
3: Exactly. And then also we have, you know, our big thing at the moment is on a Sunday, every single Sunday, we get, we make our little coffees at home, get our keep cups, and then we go to the beach and we sit down and chat for a couple of hours. And so just really carving out that time and knowing that that's a non-negotiable, we're both there, we're both present. I don't know, it just seems to work. That's Brilliant
2: sounds like you've definitely found your sweet spot and your equilibrium in allowing the passion that you have for your company to still be there because it's really hard to just go, oh, look, we're not going to talk about work, but to sort of identify and go, okay, well, we're not going to actually get bogged down in the systems and the semantics and the metrics, but we can still have an easy conversation about it. I think that's cool.
3: Yeah, and it's funny because I know we're talking about uh, Tim and I, but even with Cooper and I, because, you know, we obviously have that sibling relationship, but then also partner relationships. So often we'll find we're at like a family event and we're like brainstorming ideas. And it it is sort of hard to disconnect that. But I guess it also depends, like what you said about if you're letting, you know, it get bogged down and really sort of letting that come between you or not.
2: Hmm. Well, that's just it. And I think it really comes back to so many people are so big about balance and balance is great. But when you have a passion project like this business is, it really is more, well, it sounds like to me, it's more about work-life integration for you guys. Mm, Yeah, 100%. I love that. And now all businesses, of course, all good businesses need to (laughs) innovate. And Naked Harvest has done so much in less than a year from – launching new pre-workout flat flavors to also a range of plant protein powders. It's a lot. And also your drink bottles. Your drink bottles are so, so cool. I love them. (laughs) It's a lot to always be evolving and creating. And I would love to know if you have anything that you can share with our community that's sort of in the pipeline for Naked Harvest.
3: Mm. Yeah. So the kind of the big sort of mission statement behind Naked Harvest I don't know if I've shared this too much but the whole thing was creating products that elevates a woman's and we went for women just because I obviously you know can resonate and we feel like women tend to get neglected in the sports supplement industry so that's why we kind of target market but we don't you know, we don't say it's not too specific, but just when we were thinking of it, that was the general idea. But basically our whole sort of mission statement is to elevate all aspects of, you know, someone's day. And so um, exciting, I'll give you just a complete exclusive. So we are launching two new products in the next couple of months. And they're, you know, a part of elevating someone's day. So, you you know, the pre-work's obviously, pre-workouts obviously in the morning before your workout and then the protein is you know whether that's post-workout or just cooking throughout the day and so we actually have a supplement that is really going to be amazing for sleep hygiene um i have been posting it a little bit on my stories like sneakily uh but we have that product coming out and then we also have another product which is all about i'll give you a hint and it's you know eternal youth so making sure you get yes so we are so excited these and it's funny because all of our products like we've been doing like the two products coming out in the next couple of months. We have been doing product development kind of since we launched. They're just products that we really had to make sure obviously pre-workouts and proteins. They've been done a lot before. Everyone knows a lot about them, but the next two are very unique. um, And we have just been like perfecting them and making sure they do exactly what we want and they taste amazing and uh, all that sort of thing. So we've got some exciting stuff happening and I'm just, I'm really excited because it's just all stuff that I love using or I wish I had and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, a bit of an exclusive for you there. Don't tell Cooper I told you. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> Cooper would have
2: – he would have tuned out 40 minutes ago, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm but sure. that is super, super exciting. Thank you for sharing. And I will definitely be keeping my eye out because, as I said to you, I have all of the flavors in my pantry that's, and all of them you've nailed. Like, <laughs> Thank you, you nailed them they're brilliant <laughs> so hats off and now we've touched on the importance of growth a few times and we can't grow without learning so can you share maybe three key learnings from the last year with our community
3: yeah of course so uh but it's funny because I've been really talking about life lef- life lessons well wow, life lessons lately so I've A few kind of big things for me at the moment is uh, kind of what I said before about when you were stuck, uh, learn to rest, not to quit. So, you know, whether that's unplugging, getting into nature, leaving it and coming back, I think when you're kind of at that, uh, you know, burning out point, it's just really important to go. It's really important to know when you need to give yourself some space and time, not just to get to the point where you just can't do it anymore and you just have to completely... So that's obviously hard, but that is a big thing of having that in mind. You know, maybe you're working really hard towards a goal and you're working night and day and weekends, just check in with yourself and just go, Hey, do I maybe need a little bit of time and space is, you know, and sometimes we can get so unproductive if we're working too much. So that has definitely been a big thing for me. Um, the second one, I would say, Oh, something I love telling myself and this is when you know stuff is going wrong something bad has happened and you're just like in the shit I always tell myself things don't happen to me they happen for me and so this mm. can Completely change my mindset. Like any situation, any bad negative situation, if I say that to myself, I can completely get out of that negative state, shift it into a positive. And I also tell myself if it doesn't matter if I can't see it now in hindsight, in the future, I guarantee this would, um, you know, this will have happened for me for a reason. So let's just, you know, get out of this negative space and get on with life. So that's been a really big thing. And then probably the last one, um, I think a big thing I've realized is when you're being your uh, most authentic self, uh, and you're really following your desires, like what I was talking about previously, and you're really following your heart, you can't really get it wrong. And you also, I, when I, and I guess we can call that alignment. Like when you're in alignment, you attract the right opportunities and the right people. And so as long as you're being authentic to yourself and in alignment to what feels good for you, not anywhere else, like not anyone else you're in, you're in the perfect place. You're exactly where you're meant to be.
2: Absolutely. I always say that. I'm like, if you're in alignment, then you're on the path. Mm. Yes. I love it. So good. Now, one of the last questions I want to ask you is in regards to fun. And I've been ending on this question lately because it seems to me like fun one of those things that so many women just let go of when they're busy or when they go into a new season of their life and a couple of months ago i sent a text message out to everyone in my phone and to all of the women you know i sent them a message saying what do you do for fun how often do you do it and a lot of the women replied saying pass because i gave them the option i was like if you can't think of anything say pass and a lot of them passed and the ones that did identify things that they felt were fun they would also kind of realize as they were typing them or once they'd replied that what they had said was fun was really more self-care. It was like, you know, um, a bubble bath or putting a face mask on or going shopping on my own. You know, some people even said things like getting my hair done. And it just made me realize that women have really dropped the rope on fun. And then the men that replied, they had lift. They were like, well, this is fun. You know, like it's surfing, it's wakeboarding, it's rock climbing, it's placing a bet with mates. They could easily rattle off fun. So mm. I would love to know for you right now what do you do for fun and how often do you get to do it?
3: Mm, I love this question. It's funny because I have always been a serious Sally. I like growing up, I've always like <laughs> doing my laundry such a serious Sally but it is funny because I have been thinking about this too in the last couple of years and so I guess for me fun and it's like fun for me is when I'm being spontaneous so I don't really like to plan fun like I know you probably should if you know you're not doing it enough but for example like me and Tim like when we're together we just like giggle and laugh and we are such children so it obviously helps when I'm with him and we do different stuff with the dogs or like a lot lately we've been going to crumb and rock pools and like sliding off the rock pools and doing stuff like that but also A big thing is just being spontaneous. So for example, a recent one is every Friday night is kind of like me and Tim's chill night where we de-stress from the week. And that is like, it's a very sacred sort of self-care night for me. And it's been like that for so long. And we have these friends who they were leaving the next day and it was the only night they could catch up. And I really wanted to see this couple and I really wanted Tim to meet, um, the partner. And, you know, we're going out to dinner. I knew it would be fun, but I was like, oh no, but you know, Friday nights is, you know, my sacred night. And I, and so Friday nights, I literally just like, we get takeout and we watch TV. It's very boring. And I kind of had to be like, Georgia, this is spontaneous. This is out of your comfort zone. Like just do it. And it felt uncomfortable. Like the whole day I could feel myself thinking like, I don't actually want to do this. And I know i I'm sorry if that sounds weird. I am a bit of a weird person. No, it doesn't. I'm (laughs) sitting here smiling, being like, I feel you to my core. (sighs) Literally, like, (sighs) I felt the whole day, like, I was, like, logically, I was, like, Georgia, you need to get out of the house. You need to see this couple, blah, blah, blah. But, like, in my heart, I was, like, oh, my God, I just want to stay home. But it's day night. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) uh and so we went out and we had dinner with this couple and I had some margaritas and we were laughing the whole night and it was so fun and it's so funny because it was just it was so some spontaneous it was out of my comfort zone and I think that's a big thing is like realizing that at the time you don't always want to do it but then once you do it you're like oh I needed that that was fun massively and that's
2: like I'm sat here and I'm smiling and I'm nodding in agreement with you because I am totally the same. I'm a creature of habit and I love my habits. I love, yes. I love it. Like and I'm such a homebody. And even recently I went to a kinesiologist and she said to me with everything that I've, you know, gone through in the last year, moving through a divorce and whatnot and having potentially new people coming to my life. She said that she can feel with me. She's like, you know what you want from someone, but it's going to be really sticky for you to turn to that because it's going to mean that you have to let go of the safety net of your habits and your consistency because variety and spontaneity is something that I want. But it's like you can want it, but at the same time also go, oh, that's hard, like it's uncomfortable. So
3: I totally relate. (laughs) Well, I'm glad. I, I thought I was a bit of a weirdo, but I'm glad that you resonated with that. No, you're not the only one.
2: Now, to finish up, I've just got a handful of rapid fire questions, which I've been ending all interviews with, just because I think it's a nice way to get to know our guests at the end. So just hit me with the first thing that comes to mind. Um, the first one is, what is your go-to cafe order?
3: Food or drink. Hit me with both. Okay. So drink vanilla latte all the way. Um, food, it's probably like avocado on toast or like fritters or something delicious like that.
2: Yeah. And so would you say that you're sweet or savoury? Sweet, 100%. Love that. And how would you describe your personal style or your
3: daily uniform? Simple and basic. <laughs>
0: I would call myself a
3: basic bitch. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> just so own it. Simple, simple and comfortable. I like basic colors, basic stuff, and I've just got to feel super comfortable. Yeah, especially when you're working from home.
2: Yes. And what is your current favorite song or artist?
3: Oh, I actually just posted these guys in my story. But for workouts, I really need like. Some- good pump-up songs and so I'm really into these artists I didn't realize but they're from the Gold Coast and they're called New World Sound it's like it's kind of like you know like techno vibes but there's lots of kind of like singing in it so techno and singing it's up my alley really enjoy them really good if you've got like a like a hectic you know kit or heavy squat session awesome I'll have to check it out now (laughs) what
2: is your worst habit
3: Oh, it's probably that I hate getting out of like my comfort zone. That's probably it. Like it just keeps me away from so many things I guarantee. <laughs> mm. And what is your best habit? Um, just how disciplined I am, like I'm just that person. If I need to get something done, I don't ever, like, leave things. I just, like, I do it right then and there. And that's, like, to do with work, not necessarily um, household things. It's funny because seems <laughs> like that with household things and I'm the opposite. But with work, that is me. <laughs> I love that.
2: And what is a must-read book that you would recommend?
3: Oh, um, let me just get it up. Sorry, guys. Take your time. Are you a big reader? So, yes, I'm obsessed with books. So my ultimate go-to book, and if you're from my audience, you would have heard this a million times and you're like, give me a new book, Georgia. But for your audience, like the best book I ever read was um, You Are a Badass at Making Money. Oh, good job. Yeah, Jen Sincero, like that book changed my life. And it's like if you read that title, you're a badass at making money and you get all squirmy and like, Oh, that's weird that she's talking about money. You're the one who needs to read it. Like it would just breaks all the barriers. And it's like you can apply uh, you can apply it to so many more things than money. But yeah, it's love amazing. I love it. I'll
2: definitely have a look at that one. I'll see the, do you know if there's an audio version? I'm all about the audio books lately.
3: Yes. Yeah. I've got it on Audible.
2: So hundred percent. Awesome. I will download tonight. Now we touched on this, but what keeps you aligned?
3: Um, For me, it is like, I'm a big like goal journaling person. So I always like read back my goals that I made a couple of months ago and check in with myself. And then a big thing for me is journaling how I'm feeling because I tend to be quite, um, not in touch with my emotions. And so I almost need to like journal to actually see how I'm feeling. And then from there, I do what needs to be done. So, you know, if I'm feeling really stressed out like I'm like okay I need to take some more self time or if I'm feeling like you know a certain way like I think journaling has been a really big catalyst of me kind of just like realizing my inner self and what I really want.
2: I love that and I am completely on the same page there as well. Journaling has saved my life in the last 12 months. There have been so many times where I've thought I'm so numb, I'm so sad, I don't know how I feel. And then when you put pen to paper and you don't judge yourself for what comes out, it is so cathartic. Yeah, life-changing. Absolutely. And the last one is what are some words to live by or your all-time favourite quote? Easy. No one is you and that's your power. Love it. What a beautiful (laughs) note to end on. Thank you so much for showing up today and sharing so much. Where can our community connect with you best?
3: Well, thank you so much for having me. And like I said, thank you so much for asking these questions. It's not something I usually chat about. So it's been, it's been really cool. Uh, so you guys can find me on Instagram at Georgie Stevenson, and you can find Naked Harvest at Naked Harvest Supplements. And my podcast is Rise and Conquer Podcast. And then, you know, from those platforms, you can really find anything else.
2: <laughs> absolutely and I'm sure so many people listening will jump over and they'll get lost in all of your content and enjoy it and become huge fans just like I am so thank you again for making the time and space in your day of course
3: I appreciate you Callie bye Hold up.